0: I'd love to start with your time in Germany over playing basketball over there and kind of what your experience was like and and the game over there when you were growing up.
1: Yeah. um, So I I lived in Germany um, in the 90s. And back in the 90s, all the cool kids went to skateboard, especially in Germany. So, like, every day after school, we would rush home to go get our skateboards. And then after we skated for, like, two hours, it would be getting kind of dark. So then we would go to the gym. I would be more happy to go to the gym to play basketball, but all my friends skated. So it usually led from us going, go get our skateboard, skating around for like two hours and then going to the gym for like two hours. But while we would go to the gym, I noticed this big kid and everybody just loved like being around him and loved his aura. And I used to literally like bug him every day to just like, I don't know, kind of, he was in 10th grade. I was in third grade or second grade. So I just wanted to kind of hang around him. So he finally agreed, and then he ended up asking the high school coach, um, Could I be the ball boy for that year? High school coach said yes. He ain't really, I mean, I just really was just hanging, around, hanging out around practice. And that young man ended up being Shaquille O'Neal. So, like, right away, like, <laughs> my, my uh, being around a game of basketball was, you know, really good.
0: Wow, that's a great story. So yeah. you,
1: how'd you end up in Germany? Were you born in the States and then left? Yeah, so I was born in the States, military family. So my mom was in the army. So we were stationed in Florida and then Frankfurt and then the military. And then we, once she got out of the military we moved to um, Fort Jackson, Columbia, South Carolina which is another army base. So pretty much all the way up until 10th grade we were living either on an army base or by the army base.
0: Okay. And then when you, did you start playing in Germany or did, were you playing before? And then, okay.
1: So play like a little bit around the neighborhood, but Germany was like the first time I played like in a league. Um, I got really lucky. I had my PE coach was my first coach. And I was always a tall kid. And even back then in the nineties, European coaches was like, they didn't care if you was like tall, small, whatever. If you could handle the ball, you was playing a guard. Like here, like if you're one in the eighth grade, they are like, oh, you got to play center. Europe is totally opposite. Whatever you're best at, no matter what size, that position, they're going to kind of put you. So I got really lucky and had a coach that put me at point really, really young. So right away, I always played kind of point guard or hound the ball a lot.
0: Wow. Uh, and then when, mm-hmm. did you, when did you come back here? Or to the States? So we
1: moved back in seventh grade, sixth grade. So right starting in middle school. And then we moved to Columbia, South Carolina. So, okay.
0: Yeah. What was the transition like basketball-wise for you? Starting playing over there and kind of seeing the, the differences coming back and picking it up here.
1: Yeah. I think over there what made me be better is I was always playing against older guys. Because being on a military base, we would play like the incoming recruits and stuff like that. So we was always playing against like older guys. So I feel like when I moved back to South Carolina, moved back to the States, my game was a little bit advanced because I was used to playing with older guys. So, I mean, when I got to sixth grade playing here, the game was so easy. Seventh grade, we played up. And then by the time I got to eighth grade, I was playing JV at the high school because middle school basketball was a little bit too like <laughs> too easy. So yeah, I think playing overseas really helped my game a lot. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I think a Mm -hmm. a lot of people,
0: especially recently, have an appreciation for the European style over here more so than ever. So I'm sure that's a huge step ahead being able to start there and come back. That's very cool. Got lucky. Yeah. And then so you (laughs) played up in middle school. And then what was your high school Mm -hmm. basketball experience like?
1: Oh, man, I, I feel like I literally had, like, one of the best high school experience. I probably lost maybe five games total my whole high school career. Wow. Started off at a high school in South Carolina, which is still probably, to this day, probably one of the best high school. Richland Northeast. I don't know if you ever hear anything about, like, the Chick-fil-A Classic. Richland Northeast school started the Chick-fil-A Classic every year. Okay. Um, Zanyan had a crazy game in Chick-fil-A Classic. Seven Woods. All these, like, ingrown South Carolina kids have these games. But my high school coach in school started the Chick-fil-A Classic. Wow. So right away, really great program. I was a freshman. I played varsity. I off that team. Six guys went to play college basketball. So you know, it was a stacked team for your grades if you want to go to college. So ended up going to a private school, Middleburg, on um, Virginia, which was Notre Dame Academy. Um, and man, that just had so much impact on my my high school career. I had. Uh, nuns as teachers <laughs> so that was like a wow. whole different experience going from like public school to having like a nun be my teacher
0: so yeah and then what was your uh, you go play college after that
1: I did so I went to I didn't get my SAT score so my freshman year I went to Pratt Community College which is the Jayhawk. Um probably one of the best juco basketball programs or at least a conference in the country I registered there went to school in Texas, led the country or top five in the country and assist my freshman and sophomore year and ended my career at Midwestern State. So, yeah, man, kind of bounced around, but bounced around in the right situations and found a really good fit. Had a solid career.
0: Nice. And then moving moving more so into the art space, how did you start Uh to get into art?
1: Yeah, so I always was into art. My dad, like, even when... Even on our trip going to Germany, when I was in second grade, my mom was already over there, so me and my dad went later. So we stopped in Paris, and my dad made sure that he took me to go see, like, the Mona Lisa, like, all the artwork that Paris is kind of known for. So right away, I was, you know, around art at a high level, and he, he was kind of like an artist. Like, a lot of our past times would be me and him just sitting at a table kind of drawing. So, yeah, I feel like art has always kind of been a part of my story and my journey.
0: Was it always painting for you, or were you doing any other mediums? It
1: it used to be drawing. I used to be the kid that would draw the the race cars in class or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for everybody. So it's always been, like, a little bit of drawing. And then it went from drawing to designing to, like, painting probably towards the last five or six years. But really, like, drawing and designing was kind of, like, my main thing.
0: Do you feel like
1: basketball has influenced your art or vice versa? Oh, 100%, especially with, like, the movement of my painting. I really paint at, like, a fast, fast kind of, like, speed of painting. Um, My dad was the opposite. It would take him forever. I'd be like, man, like, what? (laughs) So a lot of my work is super abstract just because the speed, like, the way my mind kind of set up, like, I like to get the thought out fast as I can and work through it. Same thing with, like, basketball. Like, the teams I usually enjoy watching are fast-paced teams, a lot of fast breaks. So for me, basketball art and music all kind of intertwined in this unique space of what I kind of do.
0: Very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And then with Play in Color, can you tell us exactly what that is and kind of how that got started?
1: Yeah, so Play in Color is a nonprofit. It got started in 2017. So in 2005, my cousin passed away at a basketball court um, in Eastern Maryland where we lived. And that's the basketball court we all grew up playing on, and that court meant a lot to us. So after he passed away for like 10 years, nobody would use their basketball court. It was just an old, beat-up, dirty basketball court that nobody was going to. But over those years, I would constantly write back and forth to the town, trying to get the town to redo something to the court, refurbish the court. They just didn't feel like it just made sense. So in 2017, I met this young lady named Megan Cook. I told her what I was trying to do with playing color and painting the basketball courts we kind of looked for a couple of companies, stumbled across Project Backboard and Dan and Sam, and they was already kind of painting basketball courts, so it was like an easy, easy um, marriage. And man, been kind of together ever since. So our first basketball court that we did was two thousand and eighteen, and been doing them ever since.
0: So you tried for ten years to get that that court fixed up.
1: <laughs> yeah, ten wow. years of no's. I was. <laughs> Probably because my grandma, I was in college. I didn't even know how to write like proposal letters and all that type of stuff. I just knew I just wanted a cool basketball court for our community, and I just knew that you know it would have meant to my family and my cousin. life. you know, so we were just trying to do something to celebrate his legacy.
0: What kept you so persistent over those ten years?
1: Oh man, anything, anything I set my mind to, like I do not quit. I had growing up, I had really good coaches, so those coaches instilled immediately until the buzzer go off until somebody tells you a definite definite no then there's always a chance so I think just sports not being afraid of the moment not like not really looking at the scoreboard and being like oh man we're down 20 and being like all right we just got to score this possession we just got to score this possession I think that kind of helped me with my mindset in life is like all right they said no this year, but maybe next year I'll meet somebody or somebody that teach me how to write a little bit better, and they might say yes. I just kept at it.
0: Yeah, I keep chipping away. Yep. Uh, what's,
1: the, what's the name Playing Color mean? Man, that's a good one. So for me, Playing Color is like if you, if you really get to the core of what a basketball court is, like I think it's like one of those spaces where you don't have to look the same, speak the same language, be from the same place. But you can just go and make friends. You ever go to a park and not know nobody, play really good or really bad, and by the end of the day, you got a friend, they invite you back, and then now that's like the court that you kind of go to. So for me, that's what, what playing color is. It's not like basketball is for, for blacks or basketball is for white or Hispanic. Like Basketball for me is about everybody. So I just wanted something to, to kind of go with all colors is welcome no matter where you're from. So playing color was kind of the name I came up with.
0: What, uh, what's the design process like for, for redoing a court?
1: Yeah. So for me, it's just kind of, just depends. Initially when we first started, I was, we was doing like a lot of designs. So I did a couple of designs for courts, but now we try to work with like local artists because a local artist can tell that story better than we can from our, from the lens of being from that community, what that community, what that court means to the community. So we pretty much nowadays only work with artists in the area and let them kind of design and we just kind of make the design fit to a basketball court.
0: Are you going all around the country or the world or just your local area? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, man. Last year, our big trip was in Tokyo. The year before, it was Sika, Alaska. we always in New York, L.A., Atlanta, Miami, like all the main states. But this year we have one in Barcelona, something in London, uh, Italy, so... Yeah, the World Tour has officially started this year. Wow, that's great. I think that's
0: uh, seeing the yeah, courts man. and, and the, the colors and how vibrant they are, I think is a lot more, getting a lot more popular now. I see a lot on Instagram and even some redone yeah. courts in my local area, and it, it definitely gets more people out to the courts, whether it's to play or to just 100%. check the design out or to hang out. So yep. being able to grow yeah. the game that's
1: what, that way. And that's what I think the cool part is, is like – you know, you, you want because the way the world is set up is totally different than what it was 20, 30 years ago. So now you gotta like be unique to keep people attention to make people wanna go and see these courts. Because one, and even where I live, a lot of people don't play outdoor basketball as much as they used to. But once it's a new court and the, the paint, I think more people are will go see their court and play on the court because it doesn't look like how it looked for twenty years. Now it's something new and something exciting, so it's easy to get people to come out and come hoop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. What about past, who, do you, Hoop? Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. I okay. played okay. Uh, okay. up through high school and then started okay. coaching a little bit. And yeah, in the coaching scene yeah. now. Still still try to play pickup at least a couple times a yeah, week. So,
1: yeah. I, I definitely went the coach, coaching route too. I did uh, six years total in college two at, I'm sorry, three at a junior college and then three at a division one. So definitely know that oh, coaching, nice. with Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is
0: a grind at any level, but it oh, has its it, rewards it, it's for sure. Grind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In a past interview, you were quoted saying art saved my life. Can you elaborate on that uh, a little bit?
1: Yeah, man, cuz I feel like again, like just looking at the scope from being a basketball coach, I was at Division 1, I, I was at a low major and we were struggling, losing, I felt like a lot of those times when with basketball games, it's a, a win or a loss. And with art, it's just freedom. So for me, like once I figured out that I could be myself and be an artist and not have to worry about wins and loss, it really like changed my life. So for me, it went from people in my neighborhood knowing me from a guy that used to play basketball really good to a high school coach, to a coach, to like, wow, this is Shelton Hawkins, the artist. So it's crazy how like my story kept evolving and now like people just look at me as an artist, so. Like I'm about to have a solo show showing work that's inspired by basketball that I would never thought I would do anything like this ten years ago.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, life throws you yeah. in different directions, but very cool to see mm-hmm. where you ended up. Uh, before we started, you were talking a little bit about that show, and you have some photos included. So you also do photography as well on top of yeah. painting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. All, all basketball so do a photos bit of like- or? Yeah, so mostly like when we on projects documenting like the crew, the basketball court, I do a lot of content for project backboard as far as the the videos or, or photography. So I kind of wanted to show people like pull the curtain back a little bit and show people like what actually goes into these projects and who are some people that works on these projects and just kind of seeing a, a body of my work all complete together whether it's like we talked about whether it's the paintings, whether it's the drone shots or the photography. So and for me, I, I feel like my whole life I've been trying to figure out like how to be Gordon Park, Spike Lee, Coach K, and LeBron all in one. Like if I can just put that all together, then that's what I so that's what I'm constantly kind of chases. Like how does how does that look?
0: That's a great combination to chase. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty solid. What's what was the transition like from playing in into- the into art and what you're doing now, was there a point where you were like, this is exactly what I want to do or you kind of just fell into it through various projects?
1: No, nah, I think like, so for the last three years, I was teaching. And I was like, man, I love teaching. I love, I was teaching art and I just love like that connection with the kids at the school. It made me feel young. Like they made sure I had the cool sneakers on. Like I, I enjoyed it. I look forward every year for the teacher-student game. Like I was happy, but Doing all these projects all around, like I was missing more time from work because I was on projects. So I felt like I was letting the kids down. So I had to make a decision. So for me, I was like, when I'm doing these projects, it doesn't really feel like work. It just feels like I get to be a part of these cool projects and have so many amazing opportunities. So for me, I just felt like it was like a no-brainer just to keep doing these.
0: Yeah, everyone's definitely searching for that. That thing that doesn't feel like And yeah. It sound, sounds like you found it.
1: yeah yeah I got lucky so I mean for real the last three years have been like incredible and every year is like I don't know if that year is going to top the year before and then something happens I'm like man like I can't believe that I got the chance to do this or I'm with this person I'm working with this brand so yeah
0: what is Shelton Hawkins why why do you get up in the morning and, and do what you do yeah
1: I man that's a great question and for me it's more so about like legacy and I, I always been afraid to die regular. Like I, I just don't wanna like when I pass away on my grave and just say shut Hawkins. Like I wanted to say he was a community activist, he was a photographer. I like I want mine to be a long tombstone. Like I really wanna make sure that that when when I'm done I use everything that God gave me to really like impact the community and really like, you know, do some cool things in the world. So that's my my why is not being afraid to fail and really just keep going and keep showing up because you never know like like I said for the at the buzzer show like one shot can really change their life like if you look at Michael Jordan Michael Jordan misses that shot against Georgetown does he go on to be the greatest basketball player ever you know what I'm saying but by him making that shot yeah. just gave him the ultimate confidence so
0: that's amazing have you. Always had that mindset or was there kind of a turning point where you felt that shift? No, I
1: I think right away. Like literally my first game ever as a kid playing basketball, I hit a game winning shot. So literally right from the beginning, I had a whole bunch of confidence. (laughs) So, yeah, I just feel like it's always kind of been been that mindset since I was a little kid. That's awesome. Uh, When I ask Mm -hmm. for a
0: memory from your career, whether it's playing or the work you're doing now with painting and photography what's what's one memory that comes to mind
1: i mean nothing is better than to me doing the court in your hometown having my family out there having my cousin that passed away his son was out there his son played on my team and we had over 500 people come out that day like i mean that'll be forever like a legendary moment in my life as well as like my community so it's pretty hard to top that's like having, like, your first, I don't know, pair of joy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just some things yeah. in life. Like, you just always going to remember your first. And for me, like, doing my first court in my hometown for my cousin was pretty special.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, getting getting able to yeah. pay that forward and especially where you and guys grew And everybody was playing. there.
1: Like, we brought like the yeah, like, the, all the OGs came up. So, yeah, like, I felt like wow. that's a hard one to top.
0: Yeah. What, uh the biggest risk you've had to take in your career to get to where you're at
1: now? Uh, Walk away from teaching. Um, Just because, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I had a job where I was getting paid every two weeks. I was off during the summertime. So, like, just really just walking away and just believing in myself full time and being like, all right, if you're going to do this, be passionate about it. And some months are amazing, some months are slower. So not being afraid to just step out there and be like, give my best so i think walking away from from teaching to being like a full-time self-employed type of content creator basketball court painter
0: <laughs> what uh yeah you talk about the the schedule of a teacher and and the security of a teacher and the constant yeah. paycheck what was it like uh getting to that decision where you know you said you have the ups and the downs and during those down months kind of what keeps you in that from going back and and getting more of a traditional job
1: yeah yeah I think what really caught me I remember one moment I was at a classroom and the kid was like man Mr. Hawkins like when you don't be here class don't be the same so then I felt like I was letting like those kids down so I didn't want to so I was like all right I came in with freshmen so when they were seniors I was like all right I can leave with this group so I stayed for four years and then when that group left I ended up leaving and, you know, for me, like, those slow months is months for growth. It's, like, months for me to do other things that I'm kind of passionate about or spend more time with family and, and kind of just relax because we're when we're in go mode, we're, like, go, 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 go. So it is kind of, like, good is to have some moments to kind of chill.
0: What's the future for Shelton Hawkins looking like? Any projects you can talk about or any courts coming up that you can, yeah, man. can speak on?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about um, we've been doing a lot of stuff with EA Sports. I'm really excited about that. So, we're doing a project in London with them this year. Um, really excited about that. Um, uh, what else? We did a project last year with Puma. But this year, the, the release of it in um, Cambridge with Jay Z's best friend Emery Jones. So, really excited, like for the public to maybe to see that court. They allowed us to design ten jerseys some shoes, some Puma basketball, so like a real collaboration with Puma. So I'm excited about that one. So I feel like those two are kind of like what I'm really most excited about.
0: That's incredible. When are those dropping or when will those be available to view?
1: So everything starts in June. So the rollout officially starts in June.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'll be on the lookout for that for sure. That's awesome. I had
1: to send you a sneak sneak, sneak preview of some couple things so you can see everything for everybody else
0: yeah definitely I'd appreciate yeah. that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um when you're 80 plus years old looking back on your life looking back on your basketball career your art career your photography your painting what do you think your number one accomplishment will have been
1: uh being a dad like really just taking time to like be a dad like all the stuff you mentioned is cool but at the end of the day like as long as my kids felt like I gave the best for them and allow them to grow and see the world i think like that's what i'm gonna be like the most happy about and just being a good person like people forget how being a good person goes a long way so for me like again being a really good person and just being the best daddy i could be i feel like is what what i'm gonna be looking forward to at 80.
0: nice uh, i think you earlier you said it great just having the the long tombstone i've never heard it put that way but you know, you don't yeah. want to just have, have your name on there. You want to have <laughs> yeah, like, whether father, so... <laughs> husband, artist, whatever it is. You want some some, st- some stuff on there.
1: I want my stat sheet to be crazy. I want to be like <laughs> a triple-double my team. I'd be like, yo, you, was, you know what I'm saying? It's,
0: yeah, you were again, everywhere. You're going to get one life. <laughs> yeah.
1: Get one life. I want to make sure that that one life, I, you know, my book is as many as chapters as possible. So... I'm not afraid to be a teacher, a college coach, an artist, a photographer, a content creator, whatever you want to put at me. All right, I'm gonna challenge myself. I'm gonna do my research, and then I'm gonna try my best.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you gotta gotta try it all to find the one thing.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, So I want to end every episode with a piece of advice to your younger self. So with all your Mm. life experience from overseas in Germany to back in the states to traveling to with everything with basketball and coaching and teaching and what's one thing you would go back and tell your younger self?
1: Um, keep smiling. That smile gets you a long way. Like People love being around somebody who's always smiling, who's always happy. So for me, the more times you smile, the more people are going to want to be around you. So even through them hard and, and dark times, you know that you know, it's going to be okay and just keep smiling and keep showing up and enjoy life because you only get one So make the best of it. And you're going to, I mean, I knew I was going to be a legend at something. I don't know. I didn't know what, but I knew I was going to be a legend at something. So just keep smiling.
0: Nice. And where can everybody check out your art and your photography and all your upcoming stuff with Puma? Yeah, man. I'm probably most
1: active. Yeah, I'm probably most active on Instagram. I just hit my first 10K. Woo woo. Finally made it. (laughs) Nice. Congrats. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it took me a long time but it's coach hawkins umes like i still haven't let go the college name that i was working at because man i just worked so hard to get to that division one level so i was like i'm not changing my my ig name for <laughs> for a while so yeah or you can follow me um playingcolor.org is where a lot of the basketball courses stuff is getting uploaded so or at project backboard do a lot of work over that project backboard so or local hoops, a little bit of everybody. So I'm, I'm literally not hard to find if you're in this basketball art space.
0: Sweet. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story and, and talking about your art. And we'll, we'll get all the links out and definitely be sharing everything that you're doing in the future.
1: Man, I appreciate it. And you did an amazing job. This is a really good interview, so I appreciate it.